At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. After 30 minutes, the puff pastry will be nice and thick and risen. It'll be a deep golden brown across the top. It might be sizzling around the edges and it'll smell amazing. Hi friends. This is Play Me A Recipe. I'm Joy Wilson, though you might know me better as Joy the Baker. I'm coming to you from my home kitchen in New Orleans, Louisiana. Down here in New Orleans, it is Mardi Gras season, so today we are making a French-style king cake called a Galette de Wa. We'll be gathering our ingredients, but you can find the ingredients and the recipe in the show notes and on food52.com. We'll need things like flour, about a pound of butter, almond flour or pecan flour, and some citrus. We'll be doing everything alongside each other today, so feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters if you need a little bit more time or more instruction. So before we gather our ingredients, let me talk to you about what a galette de wall is if you aren't familiar with a French-style king cake. So a galette de wall is essentially two beautiful pieces of puff pastry with this thick, sweet, nut-based filling inside. We'll sandwich the nut-based filling inside of the puff pastry, and when it bakes up, it puffs, becomes nice and flaky, super golden brown, and it slices into more of a pastry than a cake. We eat all kinds of king cake down here in New Orleans. Traditionally, we eat a yeasted, brioche-style cinnamon roll king cake, but I really love to make this French-style pastry cake every Mardi Gras season. It just feels super refined. You can adapt the filling to be any sort of nut or citrus you like, and also it can be super easy if you want to use store-bought puff pastry, which I absolutely encourage. So let's gather our ingredients and get started. I'm going to make a quick puff pastry from scratch. It's quick, but it does need to rest overnight in the refrigerator. So here are the ingredients I'm gonna grab for my quick puff pastry. I'm gonna use three and a quarter cups of all-purpose flour, along with half a cup of whole wheat flour. I'll use three quarter teaspoon of sea salt or kosher salt and two tablespoons of sugar. Because it's puff pastry, we're gonna need a lot of butter. So we'll use 12 ounces or three sticks of unsalted butter, one cup of cold water, and a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. So those are my ingredients for the quick puff pastry. Now, if you wanted to buy store-bought puff pastry, I fully support you. I like the Dufour puff pastry, it's all butter. Check that out, it's a little bit more expensive at the grocery store, but it's beautiful and totally worth the price if you don't wanna make your own puff pastry. But let me gather my ingredients and we'll get started. All right, I've got my large ceramic bowl here. Into it, I'm going to measure three and a quarter cups of all-purpose flour along with 
half a cup of whole wheat flour. You could also use bread flour for this recipe if that's what you have on hand, but I think all-purpose flour has enough protein, gives this dough enough stretch. That's one cup, here's two. I do like to add the little bit of whole wheat flour because I really like the nuttiness that the whole wheat flour adds to this crust. It just gives it a little bit more of a, of a depth. If you don't and you just have all-purpose flour, add an additional cup of all-purpose flour instead of whole wheat flour. So just substitute the whole wheat flour for all-purpose and still delicious puff pastry. To my flour mixture, I'm going to add three quarters teaspoon of sea salt or kosher salt. I like to use kosher salt or fine sea salt in baking a little bit better than an iodized salt. I, I think it's uh, the sea salt or the kosher salt has a bit cleaner of a salt taste. Listen, I bake a lot, so I think about things like this. If you only have table salt at your house, totally fine. You're still gonna make a delicious puff pastry. I'm also going to add two tablespoons of granulated sugar. And that's gonna be it for my dry ingredients. So let's get two tablespoons of sugar in here. Little bit of sugar, little bit of salt. It all enhances the flavor of the butter and flour. It just helps everything feel more balanced and come together. Here I have my dry ingredients. I'm gonna grab a whisk. You wanna evenly combine the dry ingredients. A little whisk action. Next up, I have my cold butter. As I mentioned earlier, we are making a quick puff pastry. So I am working the butter into the flour dry ingredients in a different way than you would with a traditional puff pastry. With traditional puff pastry, you put a block of butter and roll and fold it into a puff pastry. With a rough puff pastry or a quick puff pastry, you cube cold butter and you work it into the dry ingredients like you would if you were making biscuits or if you were making pie crust. We're just doing that on a little bit of a larger scale with this puff pastry and we're adding more butter. So the proportions of fat are higher, but with our rolls and folds that we will incorporate into this dough at a later step, we'll be mimicking that puff pastry feeling, that puff pastry technique, which will give our crust so much rise, which is what we want. We're just like twerking it a different way. I have three sticks of butter that I'm gonna cut into cubes. You wanna make sure that your butter is cold, straight out of the fridge. Um, because cold butter is really important when you're making pastry like biscuits, pie crust, rough puff pastry. I wanna work fairly quickly as the temperature of my hands and the temperature of the room is only going to work to warm the butter. So be intentional, work as quickly as you can while still being safe, and cut your butter into about half inch cubes. And as you cut your butter into small cubes, throw them into the bowl with the dry ingredients. Now that I have all of my cold cubed butter in with my dry ingredients, there's a few things we could do. We wanna work this butter down into the flour mixture. We can do that a few different ways. You can use your hands, which is what I'm going to do. You can use a pastry cutter. You can use a potato masher. 
whatever way you feel comfortable. I like to use my hands. I like to teach people to use their hands because I feel like once you know how to do it with your hands from scratch, you'll get uh, you'll get a feel for it. So next time you do it with a different machine or tool, you'll know what to look for. It's like a sense memory is what is what I like to teach. So hands, clean hands in this buttery flour mixture. I like to start just by fluffing together the fat and the dry ingredients. You just want to make sure all the fat is coated in flour. And then we'll take our hands and start to break the butter down. So dig your hands into that mixture, come up with, you know, you'll come up with some cold butter bits. I like to gather the butter and flour mixture in the finger parts of my hands. And then I use my thumbs to press the butter and flour mixture through my fingers into these like little flat sheets. What we're going to do, and this will take about five minutes of working this butter into the flour, is create little sheets of butter the size of either small peas or oat flakes. We really want to break this butter down while keeping it cold in the dry ingredients. We want our palms up. We want that butter and dry ingredients working through our hands, not like pressing together like a, like a shoulder massage. So temperature is actually a key ingredient to the success of this puff pastry. When I say we want cold butter, I sure mean we want cold butter. And the trick is to work fairly quickly so that you keep the butter cold because we're relying on the cold butter to provide us with some essential science when it hits the oven. So by keeping this butter cold, we are keeping the ingredients of the butter mostly intact. So butter is made up of fat, obviously, milk solids, and water. And we want to keep that mostly intact because when the water that's inside of butter hits a very hot oven, it creates steam. And that steam wants to rise out of whatever pastry or cake it's inside of. And so we're relying on that steam to create all of that lift and flaky crust that we love from our puff pastry. So we want to use cold butter to keep that water and thus that steam intact. So when it hits a hot oven, it can do all of the work of lifting our king cake. So work fairly quickly. This will be, I think I have about maybe one more minute of breaking my butter down into my flour. As I'm looking at it, I see some smaller bits, some butter bits the size of oat flakes, and some are still pretty large. So I'm gonna keep working. I know that my butter still feels cool to the touch, so I'm, I'm okay. But at any point, if you start to hesitate or feel like your butter is warming too much, you can just stop and place your bowl with the butter in the refrigerator for 15 minutes and it will rechill. no stress. Don't push it if you think the butter is too warm. Just don't push it. All right, now that I'm done incorporating my cold butter with my dry ingredients, it's time to add the moisture. The moisture is gonna bind it all together. And I am using one cup of cold water. Again, temperature is part of this recipe. And to our cold water, I'm adding a tablespoon or just a splash of apple cider vinegar. 
I love the little bit of tang that apple cider vinegar adds to this puff pastry. I also love apple cider vinegar as a little bit of a preservative. The apple cider vinegar will actually keep this puff pastry dough for longer in the refrigerator. Um, sometimes if you have a pie crust in the refrigerator for say more than a day, you can start to see a little bit of a gray hue. That's just oxidization. That's a word. So the vinegar will help prevent that. So you can keep this puff pastry in the fridge for three days before you make the king cake. So I have created a well in the center of my dry ingredients and butter mixture, and I'm pouring in a cup of water with a little bit of apple cider vinegar. I have a spatula here, this is a rubber spatula, and I'm just going to toss the dry ingredients into the wet ingredients. It'll be a shaggy, shaggy mixture. It won't all come together in the bowl. We are going to take it to the counter and also give it some time in the refrigerator. So we have, a, we have some more quality time to spend with this puff pastry. So I'm going to lightly flour my counter with all-purpose flour. You could use whole wheat too, you know, whatever, whatever you want. And I'm gonna dump my puff pastry onto the countertop. Whenever things come out of a bowl, I feel like that's when people get scared. That's when they're like, oh no, I'm not a baker. Yes, you are, you got this, you still got this. So what I'm seeing in my puff pastry is lots of butter chunks, which is what we want. Those butter chunks are gonna melt, that steam is going to rise. I've just dusted the top of the puff pastry with a little bit more flour. I'm just kneading it together using the outside of my hands. So this isn't a yeasted dough. We don't need to use like the heel of our hand to push the dough away from us and create tension. That's not what we're doing today. We're just asking this dough to come together into a cohesive rectangle. We don't need to really build up any gluten structure right now. So shape this into a rectangle. Mine's about one inch thick. The size of the rectangle doesn't really matter, but um, about an inch thickness is nice. I'm going to wrap this in plastic wrap. This dough needs to rest in the refrigerator for one hour. This will help the flour absorb the moisture that we just added, and this will also help re-chill the butter. All right, while the puff pastry rests in the refrigerator for an hour, I think now is a good time to assemble our filling for this galette de We're using a nut flour for this filling, so you can either use whatever nut flour you know, store-bought that you have on hand or that you like, or you can grind your own nut flour. It's up to you. I'm going to use one and a quarter cups of pecan flour. I'll use half a cup of granulated sugar, about a quarter cup of all-purpose flour, a quarter teaspoon of sea salt or kosher salt. We'll want some citrus, so I'll use one teaspoon of freshly grated orange zest, or you could do lemon zest, one large egg, one large egg white, and we'll use that egg yolk later. Half a cup or one stick of unsalted butter, and we'll want that to be softened. And then we'll use that reserved egg yolk to make an egg wash to top our galette de bois. So let's grab our filling ingredients and pull this together. I'm going to also grab my food processor because I think this filling comes together best in a food processor, especially if you're grinding your own nuts. 
So let me grab my food processor and all of my ingredients. All right, so I have my food processor here and it's fitted with my blade attachment. I'm going to add one and a quarter cups of my pecan flour. This is unblanched and finely ground pecan flour. It's from Fisher brand nuts. You can find these at this in most grocery stores and it's fantastic. I love this almond flour. And I'm going to add half a cup of granulated sugar and a quarter cup of all-purpose flour. We'll want some salt to balance out our sugar. So we'll add just a quarter teaspoon of sea salt or kosher salt. And I'm gonna throw the lid on this food processor and give it a pulse just to incorporate the dry ingredients. To my dry ingredients in the food processor, I'm going to add one teaspoon of orange zest and one large egg, as well as one large egg white. The eggs will help this filling bind, make it nice and rich. So I'm just going to pulse this together until just combined. And to finish off this filling, I'm gonna take my half cup, one stick of unsalted butter. It's at room temperature. I'm just gonna use a knife to divide this into about eight tablespoons. It doesn't have to be perfect. And what we're gonna do next, just to finish up bringing this filling together, is add the butter, one tablespoon at a time, to our nut and sugar mixture inside the food processor. The food processor will be running on low as we add a tablespoon at a time. And as the butter incorporates into the mixture, the butter will emulsify, creating a really thick, aerated paste that we're gonna call our filling. I'm gonna scrape my filling into a small bowl, cover it with plastic wrap and refrigerate it overnight. All right, I've got my filling in the refrigerator. We still have about 45 minutes left on our chilling of our puff pastry. So I'll see you back here in 45 minutes and we'll start to roll and fold our beloved rough puff pastry. Hi friends, welcome back. This is Play Me A Recipe and I'm Joy the Baker. We are making our French style Galette de Wall king cake and I've just taken my rough puff pastry out of the refrigerator where it's been resting for one hour. It's time to add our four folds. Are you ready to get started? I'm gonna start by generously flouring my countertop for rolling. Now, I say generous, but I can still see the countertop through the flour. I'm gonna unwrap my rough puff pastry and lightly flour the top as well as my rolling pin. I just want everything nice and floured. What I wanna do is roll this puff pastry rather quickly. Again, temperature is key into roughly 16 inches by 16 inches. And that'll be just about half inch thickness, maybe a little bit thicker than half of an inch. Measurements aren't super, super important, but I do want about six by 16. Flour the rolling pin if you find there's any little sticky bits. 
So once you have it rolled out, we're going to do our first fold, and this is a letter fold. So what we're going to do is take the bottom third of the dough and fold it up towards the two thirds mark of the dough. And then take that top third and fold it over the bottom third. So we have a letter fold. Press the edges to make it a nice, even rectangle. And quickly, I'm going to add my second fold. So I'll pick up the dough, rotate it a quarter turn clockwise, reflower my counter, reflower the top. And again, I'm going to roll this into a six by 16 inch rectangle. So this is, this is called lamination. This is like a quick way to laminate our dough. And when we laminate dough, we are building layers and layers of butter and flour. And so we are asking that butter and the steam inside of that butter, the, poss the possible steam inside of that butter to create layers, which will be layers of flaky, crispy puff pastry. So here is my second six by 16 inch rectangle. I'm gonna take that bottom third once again, bring it up to about the two third mark on the dough, and then bring that top one third and fold it over that bottom fold. Do a little pat, let them know. This is also building up some of that gluten structure, which is going to be important when we put this little baby in the oven. Again, I'll pick up my dough, rotate it a quarter turn clockwise, reflower my counter, and give, try, to, try to roll out my third, my third fold. Now, if you find that your dough is getting warm, starting to feel, if your butter's feeling pretty oozy on the countertop, guess what you can do? Just stop, rewrap the dough in your plastic wrap and put it back in the refrigerator for 15 or 20 minutes. You don't wanna fight, you can't fight temperature, really. You can't, you just have to give it the time it needs in the refrigerator. So try to sneak two or three folds into this process, but if you need to refrigerate the dough, before you can get the fourth roll in. That's totally fine. All right, another fold, another clockwise turn, quarter turn, and I'm gonna add my last fold. So I'm working pretty quickly because I know, I know that I can like, I can push this dough to get all the folds in. But if this is your first time making rough puff pastry, you don't have to rush, not at all. Just put it back in the refrigerator and you'll be fine. You'll also notice with with each uh, fold that you add to the puff pastry, it'll start to tighten. It'll start to feel like the, the dough can hold its shape on its own. It'll be less loosey-goosey. And that's all of that structure you're building into the dough with each of these folds. It's really cool, honestly. All right, I rolled out my last fold. And again, I'm gonna take that lower one-third, bring it up to two thirds of the dough. And I'm gonna fold that top one third up and over my first fold. I'm gonna press it together into a nice happy rectangle and I'm gonna rewrap this in plastic wrap. Wrap it around my puff pastry to cover the complete dough. And this is going to go into the refrigerator overnight. This will give um, the folds 
a chance to relax. This will give the butter a chance to re-chill. So tomorrow, we're going to come back to a super chilled, really lovely dough, divide it in half, roll out two sheets of puff pastry and fill it with our filling. We've done all the hard work. So I'm just gonna wrap up this dough and let it refrigerate and chill and rest overnight. And I'll be back tomorrow morning. Hi friends, welcome back to Play Me A Recipe. I'm Joy the Baker. It's morning in Louisiana, so good morning to you. So we're back to it. My Galette de Wah dough is still chilling in the fridge. That's the rough puff pastry we spent so much time with yesterday. And I'm gonna gather a few ingredients to start to assemble this glorious cake. Let me tell you what I have in front of me here. I've taken my uh, pecan and orange filling out of the refrigerator. It's chilled, it's pretty stiff, but it can come to room temperature just a bit. I have some bench flour for dusting the counter. I have an offset spatula for spreading the filling. I have an egg and the reserved egg yolk from yesterday's filling. I'm gonna combine those for a nice, rich egg wash. I have a, this is, this is an old chopstick. <laughs> this will be a, my skewer to create a hole in the top of my king cake. I have a small paring knife that will create a design on top of the king cake a rolling pin, and a nine inch round cake pan. And the cake pan I'm gonna use, not to bake the cake, but to trace the, the shape of my round galette de wa. I'm gonna start by whipping together my egg wash. So I have my reserved egg yolk in a small bowl here. I'm gonna crack an egg on top of it. This is just a whole egg. And whip it together with a fork. I'm gonna set that aside and grab, it's time. Time to grab the rough puff pastry. All right, it's in a nice firm brick here. So the water has absorbed and the butter has re-chilled. So it's nice and firm, which is exactly what we want as we start to roll this out. Take it out of the plastic wrap, set that aside. Use a little bench scraper you can use a knife if that's what you have on hand to divide this dough in two, cutting it horizontally. So I have two fat little pieces of puff pastry. You might wanna put, depending on how quickly you think you can work, you might wanna put one of your puff pastry halves back into the refrigerator. All right, so I'll grab some flour, lightly dust my counter. And what I want to ask this dough to do is to um, flatten to a quarter inch or half inch thickness. All right. So it doesn't have to be a perfect circle because we are going to cut a perfect circle out of this dough using a cake pan to trace it. But you just want to work fairly quickly to roll the dough out. And actually when the dough is, is chilled, I find it easier to work with and roll out. So we want about a quarter inch thickness, a little bit thicker than a quarter inch. We'll give it a nice sturdy base. And I alternate directions back and forth, pulling the dough towards me and pushing it away from me. What I hope is that I, I'm rolling the dough evenly so that, that it's a uniform thickness across every surface of the dough. The shape I'm not so much concerned with. I just wanna make sure that it can accommodate an eight or nine inch round 
pan. I'm just placing the cake pan top down on top of the dough that I've just rolled out and I'm gonna use my small paring knife to trace and cut around the dough. So I'm creating a perfect circle. I have about two inches of extra dough on the outside of, you know, of the circle that I just cut. Okay, I've grabbed a piece of parchment paper. I'm gonna cover a rimmed baking sheet with parchment paper, and I'm gonna place my first round of rolled and cut puff pastry onto the baking pan, and I'm gonna refrigerate this while I roll out the next piece of dough. All right, I'm unwrapping my second piece, and again, I'm gonna lightly flour my work surface and get it rolling. We want, an, again, another quarter inch, thick quarter inch round to place on top of our galette wall. All right, two beautiful pieces of rough puff pastry. Are you ready to start filling? I am. So I've got my first layer of rough puff pastry on the baking sheet taken out of the fridge. It's nice and chilled. I'm gonna grab my egg wash from earlier, as well as a little pastry brush and brush the bottom of this rough puff pastry round entirely with our egg wash. Just a light coat, nothing too drippy, nothing that pools. This layer of egg wash is gonna act as our glue <laughs> to help hold this whole galette together. Just a thin layer across the entire surface. And then I'm gonna grab my filling, this pecan orange filling. It's nice and chilled. The temperature of this doesn't matter very much, but mine just came from the fridge. So I'm gonna start adding this to the center of our galette dough. And you'll find, I mean, this is a generous amount of filling, so this will be a thick layer of filling. I just wanna make sure that as I'm dolloping this into the center, I am leaving a one inch border around the entire outside. I need that border to seal the cake super well, so we don't wanna have any filling remnants there at all. We need a tight seal. So just steer clear of the borders, but press your filling into a big disc in the center of this puff pastry. All right, so I've spread my dough into a mostly even layer across my bottom layer of puff pastry. I have my one inch of clean dough, just egg wash, no filling, and I'm ready to put on the top dough. Okay, so I'm gonna take my second layer of puff pastry and do my best to line up top and bottom as I drape it over the filling and that bottom layer of galette. Now, perfection is not key because we can stretch or manipulate the top layer as much as we need to. But before I seal or press my edges, what I do is take, the, take my fingers and, and run my fingers across the top of the filling underneath that top layer of galette. I wanna like suss out any possible air bubbles and press them out before I, before I seal the cake. So just press out any air bubbles. It's okay, They're, you're gonna end up with air bubbles. It's fine, they will bake out because we'll leave a vent hole. <laughs> um, but once you've pressed out the top layer, you can start to seal the cake by pressing the edges together or just pressing our dough together to create a giant round pastry cake. So I'm gonna take my skewer and create 
a hole, you know, just a small hole in the center of the cake that goes all the way down to the filling, not to the bottom of the galette, but to the filling. And that'll be our vent hole. And I'm gonna seal the edges by crimping it like it's a pie crust. So using my fingers to press the dough in, giving it a bit of a pie crust wave. And if you feel like your dough is starting to get a little sticky, that's okay if it's warming just a bit, because we're gonna put it back in the refrigerator before it goes in the oven. So don't worry too much. All right, I'm gonna grab my egg wash and my pastry brush and brush the entire top and edges of this galette. As you're egg washing the edges, make sure that there are no intense bits where the egg wash is pooling around the edge of the cake. The egg wash can burn faster than the puff pastry and so you don't really want, you want golden brown, but you don't want burnt edges as much. So just be careful of the egg wash pooling. Okay, so we're nice and egg washed. And the final thing we need to do before we set this off to chill and then bake is grab a paring knife, a small sharp paring knife. Sharp is more important than small. So, so grab your sharpest knife. We're going to use this knife to trace, lightly cut a pattern into our galette de bois, into the top layer of our galette de bois. We are scoring the cake. That's the technical term. So when you score a pastry, you are cutting into the pastry, not cutting entirely through the pastry. So I wanna cut into this top layer of puff pastry without cutting all the way into the filling like we did for our vent hole. And what we're doing with in scoring this cake is allowing it room to expand and grow. It's going to expand and grow anyway in the oven, but we're giving it direction which, with which to do that. You can score a sunburst pattern just like lines out of that center hole you've created. You can do stripes and a chevron type pattern. You can write a message. You could do anything you'd like. But what we're doing, besides creating a lovely design, is allowing room for the puff pastry to grow in an intentional way in the oven. So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do some sunburst stripes. I'm slicing into this top layer of puff pastry, not all the way through. No, no. You'll get your feeling for it. It's a light but intentional slice. You don't want your knife to be pulling at the puff pastry, so find another knife, <laughs> another sharper knife, if you find that your knife is pulling at the dough. Lovely, okay. She's a sweetie. I'm going to put the cake into the refrigerator for about 20 minutes while I preheat the oven. We're preheating the oven to 400 degrees and I'm gonna give the oven about 20 minutes to preheat and in that 20 minutes, the galette is going to rest in the refrigerator, re-chill and I'm baking it on this rimmed baking sheet lined with parchment paper and in the oven, I have a, a baking stone it's just like an old pizza stone that I keep in the oven. It's in the upper third of the oven. And that baking stone really helps evenly distribute the heat along the bottom of the pan. So if you have an old pizza stone, just throw it in the oven to bake off this cake. All right, let me put this in the fridge. Be right back. All right, my oven is preheated to 400 degrees and my cake is nice and chilled from the fridge. I'm gonna place my cake in the oven on top of that pizza stone and we'll allow it to bake for about 30 minutes. 
After 30 minutes, the puff pastry will be nice and thick and risen. It'll be a deep golden brown across the top. It might be sizzling around the edges and it'll smell amazing. I let the cake rest for about 30 minutes outside of the oven, just giving the filling a chance to settle and slice into it and it'll still be nice and warm. It's been so fun to play you a recipe today, friends. Happy Mardi Gras. I can't wait to see your versions. You can share them with me at JoyTheBaker on Instagram. You can also find me at JoyTheBaker.com. Have a great day.